Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the MMA Download. I am your host, Mark Steven. This week, I got in touch with my martial arts roots and I interviewed Sergio Covarrubias, who owns Top Notch Taekwondo in Brownsville, Texas. And um, we had a real nice chat um, about Taekwondo, about MMA, and uh, the state of... uh, how it is at the moment running a gym and obviously getting his athletes prepared for competition at the moment and what it's like being an instructor. So uh, without further ado, here is uh, Sergio Covarrubias. Uh, the first thing I asked him is how he got started in his martial arts career. Yeah, so um, yeah, just tell me like your background, you know, how you got involved in martial arts in the first well, place. Well, you know what, uh, since I was like three or four years old, I just told my I own karate. I mean, that's general, right? Mm-hmm. So it's karate, 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 karate. Yeah. Until one day, okay, I'm just going to put me when I was four years old. Uh-huh. And I just never got up until when I was eight, eight and a half, almost nine, I turned black belt. And yeah. started competing high level. But Taekwondo, I mean, as a kid, right? But already yeah. black belt level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was in karate? No, oh. I was in Taekwondo. Oh, but you I mean, wanted to I, learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't. When you're a kid, you don't know the difference about any martial <laughs> no. arts. So yeah, you watch the watch Karate Kid. And that's yeah. Karate Kid, and that's Karate. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Nice one. So you, you you became a black belt. So you would have been like first boom at uh, what age? Yeah, yeah. First boom when I was eight years old. Eight and a half. Eight, eight and yeah, and actually, I have my. This is my first diploma. It's nineteen ninety six. December oh. 13, 1996. I can see that, yeah. Wow. 1996. So you were eight, nine years old then. Yeah. Wow. And then you've been, uh, like, you just always trained? So, like, yeah, you I always trained. No uh, time off or anything? Uh, well, yes. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, I took some time off because then I, I was going to school in Mexico and then I started, uh, I started coming to school over here. And it was kind of hard because cross the border every day, the uh-huh. time. Uh, it was it was kind of hard, so uh, I was on and off, on and off. And then when I went to college, I went on a scholarship on soccer. Okay. Oh, really? I went to uh-huh, to Kansas State University. Then from there, I went to Sam Houston State. I graduated. When I came back, came oh. back to Taekwondo. Nice. Then I went to Korea, and I practiced over there. I got a job. I was there for six, seven months, and then mm-hmm. came back. And that was the time when I was like, okay, you know what? I think I'm just gonna. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. So So when you were in Korea, um, obviously the the big uh, headquarters is the Cookie One headquarters over there. Did you train there? Did you did you go and visit that place? Yes, I did visit that place. Uh, I didn't train there. I mostly, as a tourist, take pictures. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it was really nice, really really nice. I did train in different uh, academies over there. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of like what I want to do with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I eventually want to go to Brazil and train with the academies over there. A lot of people do that right now. It's, you know, Jiu-Jitsu is really popular right now, isn't it? You know, um, you know, as a, as a, in fact, Taekwondo is still really popular, especially like in in, in Mexico over the border. It's um, it's amazing. There's a lot of emphasis on Taekwondo, and it's like a lot of the Mexican team do pretty well as well yeah. in the Olympics and in the World Championships as well. Yes, they're 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 a big powerful. I mean, Mexico yeah. and Taekwondo it's really strong, really really strong. Yeah. With Korea. Yeah, well, obviously Korea is where it originated, uh, South Korea. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's good. So, 
How did you go about running a school? Like you, you said you went to, to college and you graduated and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, was that to do with sports or anything like that? Or? My degree? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, it was a criminal justice degree. Uh -huh. And then I did a double major. I did a business uh, major too. Ah, I so, see. So, I mean... Uh, it kind of links with uh, running well, a school as a business. Exactly, because I mean, you could be a good professor, but not a good businessman. So you eventually right. have to have a the yeah. balance there so you can run a school <laughs> and more if you want to compete because yeah. because I mean half of the time I'm out on tournaments and yeah. I mean you still have to be running the school with kids that they don't compete I mean because there's 80% yeah. or 90% of the kids they don't compete no. and they do a little bit of sparring they learn how to do it they want to do it more for the discipline for the self-defense but not for the competing no because yeah. competing it's it's costly. I mean, yeah. oh. it's I mean, they start locally, but when, when you're starting to be good, you eventually have to travel and spend Fly. a lot of money. And mm -hmm. it's not only, and, and when they're youth, I mean, even my 15 years old, 16 years old, I mean, at least they go with their mom. So that's two. <laughs> when they're younger, mom, dad, brother, sister, yeah. uh, like nationals, they're going to be in Miami, July 4th, or that week, July yeah. 4th. And, yeah. um, uh, well, you, I mean, everyone's got to get that. Go. Mm. Yeah, the whole family's going to go. So it's, a, it's an expensive trip for yeah. them. Yeah, no, that, it's true, you know. So when, when you do go away and you say you've got to still maintain the, the school, do you have other black belts that can take over? And, uh, yes, I so usually have a, an assistant that helps me. Uh -huh. they, they do that. When I'm here, I have my, my uh, competition team or my fighting team that they usually help me with the beginners. Uh -huh. But when I'm not here, that I take them, I do have an assistant that... I mean, he keeps going with the program, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were telling me before that um, you've got like some really good competitors that are like going for the, the national championships? Yes. Well, I mean, right now, last year, uh, for as, as kids, mm -hmm. I have, from last year's, I have a national champion and a silverman, a runner-up oh, national nice. champion in well two different divisions. They're kids, though. But on youth, I do have right now a black belt, 15 years old. Actually, we just had a tournament yesterday. She uh, she won in Matamoros, so in her division, so she's gonna go to state championship representing Matamoros, sponsored by by the city. Mm -hmm. But she's American Mexican, so she has double nationality. So we're also going on this side too. We're gonna go to state championship in Texas. Nice. Uh, representing Brownsville, right? Yeah. So we're going both ways. <laughs> that's really good that you can you're able to do it. I mean, in a way, in the border, you you can do that. You yeah. have, that's your your pros. Yeah. There's more cons too, right? Because <laughs> here, I mean, you go to Houston, which Texas is not a an expensive state. No. To live in, it's a pretty pretty inexpensive state. But Brownsville, it's it's not expensive at all. No. So as a business, you can charge a lot. You go to Houston, which is a big city, and you charge double what I'm charging here. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's more money-wise so they can move and all that stuff. And it's hard here, because I mean, you have to do activities. You see TVs right here, there's to do activities to gather money for the parents, to travel to tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they don't have that issue in, in New York, probably. No, well, I imagine in New York, you know, they well, it's, have, like, everything's help. really expensive, yeah. but, you, you, but the salaries and the money-wise, everything's higher. I mean, they get more money. Yeah, exactly. And as, on top of that, I'm sure 
a lot of the big championships or the the places that they they hold the competitions are in New York as well, like yeah, they're, relatively they're close by at least. Chicago, New York, yeah, uh, Florida, Miami, uh, Los Angeles, yeah. and stuff like that. The the big cities, really. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> nice one. So, um, you you've got a big team, and have you got any um, competitors going for the worlds yet, or are you no, working on? No, that? You, not yet. The fifteen-year-old that I'm uh, telling you, we're working her way so she can get to USA team mm -hmm. and from USA team she can I mean that's where they can I mean they represent yeah. well right now like for example uh, US Open she represents the United States mm. she doesn't represent my school but she's going through my way she's still not on the USA uh, team right yeah though that team they practice in Colorado in the Olympic committee or the right. Olympic yeah, yeah. Uh, area um, but um, but we're working every year. We're working so she can get into that. She's 15, so the category it's junior. It's 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So we're working on that. So when she's 18 to adults, she's already right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Do you find that there's um, politics involved in like? I know martial arts is full of people talking uh, and stuff like that it, but well not politics I mean yes politics but it's all I mean in the within the community it's, it's not like within the taekwondo community right uh, it's if you know this guy that is in charge of this we can <laughs> get your students I mean we can get your athletes here easier than you that you don't know anybody to try to get there yeah so yeah it is like that but I mean it's all part of life it's, uh, that's how it works everything yeah. works like that that's it and um, obviously, you guys, because of the your competition and that, you're training the WTF style yes. as well. Yes. Um, when you were in Korea, did you see much about the ITF style? No, or? you know what? Um, I did not. I did no. not. It's very, very uncommon. Um, the ITF style that I know, it's that it comes from. Uh, I mean, it's more stick to North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. That, that's what I thought. Like, I like because I trained a when I was younger as well, like when you're a kid and you get <coughs> enthusiastic about things, you know, you, you get on the internet, you do research and yeah. I, I was always looking at the different types of uh, like Taekwondo well, it's the same and Mudaquan. It's, it, it's, it's, the, it's the same Taekwondo, it's just that uh, <coughs> the South Korea adopted the WTF style so mm -hmm. they can join the Olympics and that's yeah. where they start tweaking the, the rules, okay, because the Olympics protect so much the athlete they need to have more protection, headgear, they need to have a chest guard. Well, I mean, your forearm guards, your shin guards, your cup, your yeah. foot gloves, and stuff like that. And they're twitching the rules now that they're that they have the electronic chest guard, so it could be more, uh, more like the old style where there's more combination kicks. Yeah, yeah. Now that that's a good thing for it as well. And I've actually seen as well that um, the um, KPMP. You know the. That's it. That's that's all. That's it. Yeah. Uh -huh. They're releasing a new, um, like e protector. Oh, yeah, Everything's a lot tighter, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a, a little bit more precise, I think, as well with yeah. the um, the points. Well, that should right now. They just put it on on that championship that was in Canada. That was mm -hmm. two weeks ago. It was a World Junior Championship, and um, they had it as a. It was there. Because uh -huh. right now, that one, that what they're using, that's a KPMP right now. Yeah, exactly. I can see it. Yeah, yeah Adidas KPMP. But um, 
but they're trying to switch it up a little bit more yeah, like that. The, Let's see if it, if it works. I think as well as it being more precise, they're trying to go a little bit more fashionable, a little yeah. bit more trendy. Yeah. As, um, I, I haven't trained in a long time, mm -hmm. and um, what I remember about wearing them is like, I was really immobilized like with uh, the, the protectors on from my, my upper body. I mean, I know a lot of Taekwondo is about the kicks, and it's very rare that anyone will score from a punch, uh, in the modern rules at least, anyway. Well, now they are. Oh, for real? Now they're using it more often than before. Ah, okay. Before, good. now, because it's so hard to make a point in an electronic chess guard, they're, 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 we've been practicing more of the punching to the chess guard, and they are using it a little bit more common. And more because um, it's really hard for the, the shorter guys mm -hmm. to get in, because right now what we're using is the front leg so they can keep the, that space the out. Yeah, so you just try to bring it down and boom, punch in. But it has to be a good strong punch right in the middle. Yeah, well that, that's it, because obviously kicks are you know, for well, the most part, distance, they're yeah. harder, and you mm -hmm. know, and you can get more more velocity. You know, that's yeah. why the the protectors have that. You know, the the electronic thing in now. Well, and that's why the rule changing now. The punch, it's still one point, and one thing, uh, just a regular kick, mm -hmm. it's going to be uh, two points now instead of one. Yeah, that's right. Now I was reading up on it before I, I had the rules up, and uh, there's gonna. I think, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more fast-paced, and, you know, uh, it's going to be a bit more exciting to watch as well, yeah. which is really good. That's what the Olympics are trying to do. Yeah. And for somebody that it's new to the, to the sport, so they can learn it, I mean, just the simple rules, okay, so it's like this and like this. Yeah. Nice one. So let's talk a little bit more about your journey. Like, so you, eight years old, you were... Um, first boom. Who is your um, your coach? Your Master Oscar Ortega. Right now, he has twenty schools in Matamoros. In Matamoros, yes. he's Mexican. Uh huh. Oh wow, uh -huh. fantastic! And um, he's obviously still teaching there now, is yeah. he? And yeah, and you. He's right out now. Here. He's the president of the league of Taekwondo in Matamoros. Ah oh, wow, that's really cool, and. Um, Obviously, he goes to Korea often, or oh, not often, because I mean, like I said, it's 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 hard for us because we have so many um, uh, events coming up on for for schools that, that participate in in tournaments. Mm -hmm. You have so many events that you have to be moving your kids that it's hard to take time off. You even like for example the U.S. Open that it's a strong tournament. Mm. It's January. 30th. Yeah. What does that mean? That means that the kids that are going to that tournament can have Christmas or, uh, or New Year's off. Those two weeks. Got to train. They got to eat right. Have to. Yeah, they have to be in their weight level. They they have to be practicing so they can be on their peak part on January uh, 30th. Yeah, exactly. And make their weight. And I mean that's that's stuff like that. But As you can see, well, I have the national team here. Well, I mean for the ones that are going to go. And right here, I have the, the categories, Olympic sparring. You have your ages, male, female, and then if there's uh, intermediate or advanced or, or novice, and then the weight divisions. Right. So they can know where yeah. they're going to go. I have it out for the parents so they can know, okay, your kid has to be in this one, and it has to hit this. <laughs> so they have to be in a diet. 
for this month, they have to be in this white division. Yeah. And I have it there. Right now, actually, it's the time that we have less tournaments because mm -hmm. it's already... Uh, well, like the, the main season's gone. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but even though, look at it, this, we have one, we have two, and this weekend we have, and, and yesterday we had another one. So that's three tournaments right now in just December and January. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and that's, it's low season for tournaments. Yeah. No, that's good though. Like, it keeps everyone active. And, yeah. you know, we were talking before that it's great for kids. You know, it's, it's good. It's, um... You won't imagine how good this made for kids. I mean, you, you see a... I see a big difference when one kid comes and after even a month, parents will tell me, because they're changing even in my house. I mean, mm -hmm. they're making the room. Because, I mean, <laughs> we put them like basic, basic uh, homework for the little kids. You have to clean your room and clean your toys and stuff like that. Parents <laughs> see that. If you misbehave, you can't come to practice. And parents will be, I'm going to tell master if, if you're not doing this. I'm going to text him. No, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it. And I mean, it, it, it does. I mean, I remember I used to yeah. Yeah, no, I, like it was the same. Like as I grew up, you know, like the I I took a lot of the discipline from my training and you know put it into my life, you know. And I guess that's 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 part of what it does. It's part of the martial art, you know. Yeah. Uh, you live the martial art, and it'll hopefully be with them for you know many years to come or whatever. So other than the kids, do you train adults as well? Like, do you have many adult classes? Yeah, or? you know what? Um, I don't know what's the difference, but. Right here, I have an adult class, and we're four, only four. Mm. Actually, there are three, and I do it because I wanna. I when you pra when you teach a lot and you stop practicing, you get tired mentally. Mm. But then I put the adult class because I I wanted to practice at least kick a little bit, move around, yeah. and I charge more than half uh, more than half of what I charge with the young, with the kids. My yeah. main, uh, I guess, uh, what do you call it? My main... Price? Uh, uh, yes, no, for... Uh, my main thing, it's the kids and the youth. Oh, okay. Yes? So, on the adults, I... For the parents, I do it for free. Oh, the I see. parents from here, and when they come from out there, it's less than half of what I charge, just so we can. Well, I do it because just so you I want can to practice. You yeah, want to train. That's what I tell the parents, and I tell the, the adults. I'm like, okay, we're gonna practice. We're gonna practice soft. We're gonna keep moving and all that. I don't focus a lot on. I mean, I'll tell you that you're doing it wrong and all that, but I'm gonna be practicing too. I'm gonna take my time to practice too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in Matamoros, in Matamoros is a different thing. Yeah. Over there, I have like 15, 20 adults practicing. Yeah, well, that's so it. It's, it's different. There's, we're so close, but so different. Cultures are different. Too. I, I see it every time I cross the border. I'm amazed, like, how busy and, like, you know, close everything is in Matamoros to, you know, you cross the border and it's calm. Like in Texas, yeah. it's calm, uh -huh. like just immediately, straight away. And yeah. like, yeah, there's a sense of relief as well, but just because, you know, the, the things that happen in Matamoros, yeah. you know. But yeah, in terms of the, the training, yeah, I imagine big differences as well, you know. So in terms of your, like, your, your training, like you train with the adults, like what's the, the level like of the adults? Are they just, are they just training for fun or Yeah, serious? well, usually, usually uh, they just practice for, I mean, to be healthy. 
yeah. to practice for fun, to learn a little bit more, learn their self-defense and stuff like that. You do have one or two that they want to compete and that they do compete, but uh, it's hard to be a black belt and more as an adult. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I yeah, would agree with that. Because, I mean, uh, as an adult, well, most of them, they have kids. They have to go home, take a shower, make sure that their kids are ready to go to school the other day and stuff like that. And if they have issues with work or something, they stop coming. So it's, it's harder for them to get to black belt. For kids, it's hard, but it's all into the parents. Because mm -hmm. yeah. there's going to be a time that they're like, no, I'm tired. I don't want to go anymore. No, whatever you start, you finish. Yeah. If you're halfway, if you're two, three years in, you need one or two years to. I mean, you're already more than halfway to be a black belt. Whatever you start, you finish. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So, and that's to the parents, not to the kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, that's discipline and again. Exactly. And nowadays, sometimes the kids are, that I see, the kids are the ones that they, uh, they I guess, set up the rules at house because sometimes... Uh, no, he doesn't want to go. Wait, hold on. Who's the parent here? <laughs> yeah. You are the one saying, you need to take him. No, you're going to do what I tell you to do. You're going to go practice, and whenever you're done, you're done. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's one of the big things, of, like like I was saying before about Taekwondo. Like it, it's the parents as well as the kids, and the parents make the decisions, not the kids. But, yeah, in terms of discipline, it really does, you know, drive it home to the parents as well. Like, like you're saying, whatever you start, you finish. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm pretty sure it's not only Taekwondo. It's probably any martial arts, in Jiu-Jitsu, because mm. it's the same thing. I mean, you're advancing by belt and yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's amazing as well. Like um, when I started Jiu-Jitsu, like I, I actually started doing Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, and that's more of like. Um, I would say like a, a complete self-defense martial art rather than like a sport or whatever. Um, I did that for quite a few years and then I went to um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training both at the same time. And the kids absolutely love like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu just as much as the kids love Taekwondo as well. You know, it's, it's whatever martial art you get into, I guess, or much preference. But what's amazing to see is the learning ability of the kids. You know, you try and teach an adult or you try and learn as an adult and it's hard. But kids just do it. Like they have the, the flexibility that they need already. You know, for adults, it's way harder. You know, and especially in Taekwondo, I guess, as well with the, the high kicks and stuff like that. It's, it's harder, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't done it before, as a kid or as a youth, it is yeah. really, really hard. Because, I mean, in, in Taekwondo, it's a lot of flexibility you need. So, yeah. so by kids, you go so fast, they progress so fast. As an adult, it's a little bit slower. Exactly, slower. slower. Yeah. Nice one. So have you got any plans for like expansion after, you know, you've got one in Matamoros and one here. So Are you happy with the two for now? Just I'm, uh, Right now, I'm really happy with the two right now. Okay. And, and yes, most probably we are going to expand. We are, I'm already talking. See, the problem is that uh, new have a, make sure that you have somebody in charge of that school but that it's responsible I mean there's a lot of good instructors mm -hmm. but like I tell you it's not only I mean being in charge of one school it's not only being a good instructor but you also need to know how to talk to the parents you also need to know the, the business area oh, yeah. and how to keep it going with the business area 
paying rent, energy, uh, I mean everything. Uh, so you have to have that really, uh, you have to have it correct because if it's mm -hmm. not, you can have the best instructor but if he doesn't know how to do business, you're still going to break. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's hard, it's hard. But yeah. we are thinking on opening another one here in the Rio Grande Valley, most probably McAllen or as far as San Antonio. But, um, but we are, we are. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. And in terms of MMA, like, um, obviously this is the, it's called the MMA download. And uh, so the focus is MMA stuff. But we were talking before, MMA is martial arts. Like, it's mixed martial mixed arts. Martial so arts what are your thoughts? Like, do you watch much MMA right now? Yes, yes, I do. I mean, um, I, I, you know what? I, I watch the main fights. But when you have those main fights, you see also the the okay. first fights yeah, yeah. and it's really nice because um, you get to see once they come out they tell you their backgrounds in martial arts on the fighters yeah. and you get to see like their main thing okay so this guy's jiu-jitsu is going to try to take it to the floor mm -hmm. or wrestling mm -hmm. this guy's a boxer for so many years so he's going to stay up yeah. and then <laughs> I love it's, it's rare uh, but I love when I see some taekwondo fighters yeah. Because man, I mean, they, yeah. they do some, there some was, crazy stuff that it's not usual yeah. on the ring, right? Well, exactly. There was a really good fight, I'd say maybe six months ago now, and it was um, a guy called Yaya Rodriguez. He's a Mexican fighter, mm -hmm. and he fought a guy called um, Alex Caseros. His nickname's Bruce Leroy, oh. you know. And it was it was like watching a, a Taekwondo fight, but with a lot of force, <laughs> you know. It was really good and. Uh, a lot of the, the Mexican fighters, the, the, um, well, just in Mexico City where I was, a lot of the Mexican uh, fighters there have a strong background in Taekwondo. There, a lot of them are strikers, you know, and, um, you know, obviously you have to know Jiu-Jitsu as well. But yeah, you need, I mean, you need to complete Exactly, and that's the, the point of MMA. Like, is it, is it something you would think about expanding into in terms of, like, business to, for the future? For, to make smart uh, yeah. martial arts? Yeah. Uh, not really. Not no. really, no. Uh, my focus is Taekwondo. Oh, solely Taekwondo. Okay. Yeah, solely Taekwondo. I do, like I, like I told you, uh, a little bit off air is that uh, I do love all martial arts and mm -hmm. I did practice a little bit of jiu-jitsu yeah. I did practice a little bit of boxing but that's so I can have a little knowledge of all those sports and I can mm -hmm. tell you okay so that's good this is how it is and stuff like that yeah. but um, to to do a MMA Academy you will have to have instructors For that different. they're experts in in their martial arts exactly. and that's yeah. really hard I mean that's really hard unless you have friends that they're uh, experts <laughs> in that because I run in the Taekwondo um, I guess society so, I, oh, yeah. I, I have I have a lot of friends that they're experts in Taekwondo mm -hmm. and I have friends that they'll tell me oh I do Jiu Jitsu yes but I don't want to offer something that I know you know it but I know you haven't done it your whole life yeah when you compare somebody that has done uh, wrestling or judo or, for or such an extended for, amount of for time for their whole life yeah. uh, and, and, and they have their academy that's yeah. how I think it should be Yeah, that's but, how I think it should be it's pretty uh, I, I don't like it when they tell me that oh yeah I offer taekwondo classes oh really what belt are you I'm red they're not even black belts oh, okay. I have kids that are second degree black belts that 
have more experience than those guys. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that parents don't know about that. Yeah, well, that's so the thing. So they have to do a little bit of research of who is your instructor and what's your school actually and that's it. from. Right? Yeah, like there's this thing, it goes around on the internet, they're called McDojos. So, <laughs> you know, and the, all they want is the money, you know, mm -hmm. from people that say, oh, in X amount of time, your kid can become this or whatever. And, you know, the, the parents just think, oh, my kid's going to be a black belt, you know, if, you know, he does this. But in, in, in MMA, really, what martial art is there's MMA? Ex MMA is mixed martial there's, art. Yeah, there is people out there that offer classes that are MMA classes that are how can I say that um, yeah they aren't a black belt in any other martial art they've just got you know knowledge knowledge, knowledge about it you know that's okay if you're not going to offer belts or anything like that but if you're going to offer belts in martial arts you better know in my opinion you better know every martial art under the sun and know be a black belt in that too and that's not what happens what a lot of fighters do they go to a gym which is like um, you know it, it's got a big base in say kickboxing or something like that mm -hmm. and then there'll be the the jujitsu class where a jujitsu instructor will will yeah, teach the class exactly. you know and then the managers of the gym will then you know Bring offer in something else. yeah if for something else and then they will offer their services to be managers for fighters and then they did construct a game plan as a whole gym together for each individual fighter for each individual fight and that's how it should be exactly but as a small city as in Brownsville it's really hard to do that oh I mean, yeah I'm pretty sure you, you have that in San Antonio Austin Houston Dallas Texas I know for a fact that they're in uh, there's streams like that in Austin uh, I'm pretty sure the, 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 full... I mean, the, the, the cities are yes. way bigger than this and their economies are big yeah big oh yeah this, right? you know so uh, right now I mean um uh, it's a small academy, but it's a big academy for the city, for my city. Yeah. And we, we participate everywhere. And I will tell you something, Brownsville is really strong in Taekwondo. You go to nationals, there's a lot of schools here, but you see four schools from Brownsville representing uh, Texas, in Texas over there. Really? Yeah, with athletes over there. Wow, that's so, really good. Yeah. So we, we have a strong Taekwondo program here in the valley, actually, yeah. in the whole valley, including McAllen. All that area. Okay, nice one. So, in in the future, the the way that Taekwondo is right now, where do you where would you like to see it go? Like, would you like to see any rule changes or anything? What what would you like to see from Taekwondo? Well, I mean, I just love that Taekwondo is still in the Olympics, and mm -hmm. I mean, I just hope it stays there, right? Because <laughs> it's really really good, and you won't imagine every Olympic uh, year that it comes out to TV and people see it. Uh, me as a Taekwondo school owner, you get to see more students coming in because they see it on TV and they want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, just to be, I mean, every time Taekwondo is getting more popular and more popular, mainly for kids, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, that, that's what I like. The rule changing, it's mainly to be more um, for people to, so it could be more, uh, how can I say, uh, more, more active so people can be more interested into it. Mm. It's been hard with the electronic protector, they're called the PSS, the Daedo and the KPMP. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to make points, so they're changing some rules like kicks to be worth two points and three points and stuff like that so they can, um, so you can do more combination kicks instead of just using your front leg just to keep your space out and look for the headshots. 
But yeah. um, everything has their strategy. Rule changes, and you won't believe it, but if rule changes and fighting style changes, we need to change our style of practicing too, because I mean, we need to change yep. how they're gonna fight. And that's the, the you know, the, how do I say, the evolution of you know, martial arts, because it, it's evolved to this point now. Taekwondo wasn't always like this. There was a lot more takedowns and stuff, like in the, the earlier days of, exactly. uh, but in, in competition, like it's, it's more about the strikes. And, and you know what? Uh, a lot of people don't know the full, Keep it. The full extension of, of uh, Taekwondo. On Taekwondo, the martial art, we do have self-defense. We do have blocks, we have punches to the face, we have uh, takedowns. Uh, arm bars and all that stuff it is part of taekwondo exactly yeah. but uh it's not the sport you have the martial art and you have the sport the combination of both what yeah. we what people know about it what they watch in tv the sparring that's a sport mm -hmm. they have rules but it's like like football like soccer well you have soccer but you also have the the freestyle yoga bonito where you're uh, <laughs> doing all that stuff. So it's the same thing over here. You have blocks, you have takedowns, you have self-defense, you have your pumse, your pumse, your forms. Forms, yeah, patterns. Yes. Um, so um, you have so many things that, that, uh, that people don't know about it until they actually get into yeah. the martial arts. And that's the thing, I mean, with any martial art, that. There's a selling point in the fact that it is a martial art, you know, to, to start off with. And I guess it just, it caters to a certain type of person, a certain type of personality. Um, and then I guess it relies on like word of mouth as well. Like when I first started uh, Taekwondo, I was telling my friends, oh, come to Taekwondo, you know, it's awesome. You'll get, in, you'll get involved in it straight away. And you know, I had a couple of friends that started and then they, they kept doing it you know, with me. I, I actually started with my sister <laughs> when, I was, yeah. when I was younger. But it was after watching Bruce Lee films. Like I'd go around to my granddad's on a Sunday and I would watch Bruce Lee films and, um, yeah. and that got me into like striking and stuff like that. You know what, Jan Paul Van Damme, that's the guy Jean -Claude that- Jan Paul Van Damme, yeah. I don't know if you saw the movie uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, I've seen all it's his actually, films. Bloodsport, it's, it's, it's like a UFC from old school. Yeah. So, um, so that movie was like the thing. And I was like, yes, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. And that's how I joined. That's how yeah. I joined. I mean, that was my, my idol. JCVD. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame. I don't want to like say too, too bad about him, but like he, he went through some problems and, yeah, 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 and with yeah. drugs and stuff like that. Stuff like that. You know, but he's uh, right now, like he can still really kick really well. I, I watched a thing. He was in Sydney. Like, I, I just moved from Sydney, uh, Australia. I didn't go to his thing, but I've seen some of the videos online about him. Um, Where he's and kicking and He's kicking and, like, he 100% definitely knows his striking inside out. Like, he's, well, he's really I, good. That I know he did Taekwondo, he did ballet and gymnastics, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you mix that up and gymnastics is a pretty full sport where it'll mm. help you with any martial arts. Yeah. Well, you know what? In um, in the jiu-jitsu community right now, there's a there's a guy called Eddie Bravo, mm -hmm. and he has a lot of guys that have started jiu-jitsu, and their background has been in breakdancing, and he's now like adamantly saying, you know, that you know, breakdancing is such a good base to have, you know, for your your core and your balance and like your your strength as well, and um, I guess it's true. I mean, if you learn these things, it's going to help. Um, in the sport that requires that athletic ability. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And plus, I mean, all, all martial arts are pretty are pretty good. I mean, you don't have the best one. I mean, all they're based on something like floor, standing, or stuff, kicking, punching, stuff like that. Yeah. But like in um, in the well, everybody would say that jujitsu jujitsu was the king of the floor. But then Ronda Rousey comes with judo and uh, yeah. breaks every rule. I mean, not every rule, but breaks every all the comments about that and yeah, beats well, everybody, right? Yeah, well, what she accomplished, like, she is a um, silver medalist, I think, in um, the Olympic uh, Games. Think, yeah, bronze medalist. Was yes. it bronze? Yeah. yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah and she, um, she came into MMA, like, with fire. But she's one of those people that can learn things really well. Like, on top of her judo, she, she knew a lot about the ground. She obviously trains Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well yeah. with um, the Diaz brothers. Um, for a while, she did. And, you know, Nate Diaz, is, uh, he's the one who choked out Conor McGregor. Um, so she has that as well. But her striking, like, her boxing is phenomenal. Her, her actual coach, her um, main coach was a, a boxing coach, you know, before he transitioned to, to MMA. And you can see that for boxing, he was fantastic, you know. Well, she was fantastic, but when she lost, she tried to box with a boxer. Oh, she's trying to steamroll someone that you don't steamroll. Someone that tall, you know, like you, you Holly Holm. You can't she's, do that. You can't do Yeah, Holly Holm knows distance well because of how tall she is. And Ronda Rousey, she tried to steamroll someone that she shouldn't have tried to. Like, it was the wrong game plan she has for to her go, that she night. She has to go. I mean, you have to always try to go to your main thing. I mean, oh, if, you, if Ronda has been on the floor... It, you have to go to the floor. Don't try to fight a uh, boxer boxing. Yeah. Even though you're good, but I mean, <laughs> you're better at something else. Yeah. I think for that fight, like, she definitely had the wrong game plan. And I know people blame her coaches for that, you know. Whether I Nobody really knows, you know, that, that's the thing. I think she's, she's coming back, right? She's fighting she's on fighting. this next UFC in December? Uh, uh, in December, uh, it's uh, not the next one. Um, to the one after that for oh, okay. pay-per-views, yeah, it's the UFC 207, December 30th. That's going to be pretty good. I'm pretty sure yeah. a lot of people are going to Oh, she, yeah. It, she's one of the biggest draws, and people like her. They want to see her do well, you know? Yeah. And now that, you know, this is going to be her first fight back, it's for the title again, you know? Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So the title changed hands between um, Holly Holm, it went to Misha Tate, Kat. and now I'm... Uh, no, not Kat. No. It went to Amanda Nunez, and she's now the, the champion. Okay. So, Misha Tate has just, this last card, retired, and um, Amanda Nunez is still on the, the card. The, she still holds the title, but... Um, uh, who did I say? Holly Holm. She's taking time off right now. Oh. You know, so there's not really anyone in the division that she hasn't fought, you know, that were beaten already, you know, and no one else, well, you could argue a couple of girls do, um, what, haven't this title shot, but Ronda Rousey's such a big draw, she'll... How, you know, about, the, how about Ronda wins and then... Um, the rematch with Holly Holm. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone's hoping is going to happen, and that's, you know, Ronda said she's got a couple of fights left in her, maybe, you know, whether she retires soon, who knows what's going to happen there. You know, I think um, the main thing, the rumors are that she wants to have kids. You know, and she's, um, she's got a, a boyfriend in the UFC as well, Travis Brown, heavyweight. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's, a, he's a heavy hitter. 
uh, I, th I think he's on a loss at the moment. I'm not sure. I need to find out. But um, yeah, she, I think that's going to be the thing. So she's got one or two fights uh, left in her. And I think if she wins the title against Amanda Nunez and then does fight Holly Holm for the title, that's going to be the, the decision. You know, she'll either retire on a win or a loss. Who knows? Exactly. You know. Yeah. But it would be, it's just interesting to see. Like, I, I like to, to play match, matchmaker sometimes. And I think it's one to watch out for in the future because she's the biggest, one of the biggest draws. So those, those, there, there are some fights that they're good to watch. I mean, those fights are. Yeah. Well, and there's been a build up like Conor McGregor. He builds up every single fight yes. against Jose Aldo. It was a two year build up and then it lasted 13 seconds, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, he's supposed to fight Rafael Dos Anjos for the lightweight title and he got like two weeks before it and then Dos Anjos was injured. So but, he fought Nate Diaz. Yeah, but what Conor McGregor is doing, he's trying to do like the boxing thing, like try to win titles in different divisions. I yeah. think nobody has done that. Well, yeah, he's the first person to have won the lightweight and featherweight uh, championship at the, the same time. But like two, three days ago, uh, just before um, the UFC event at the weekend, they sh the UFC have made like, so let me, let me put this into it. So UFC 206 is the next pay-per-view, right? Yes. It was to be headlined by Daniel Cormier and Anthony Johnson for the light heavyweight title. So Daniel Cormier has been injured. I think he got injured in training and the car, the, the fight below, the co-main event, which was a, a featherweight belt, has now been promoted to the main event. And that is for now the interim featherweight championship. Oh, wow. Now, what happened was, before that fight was made, that was um, Anthony Pettis, who's a Taekwondo guy, by the way, and um, Max Holloway. Before that happened, Jose Aldo, whom Conor McGregor knocked out in 13 seconds, had you know, come back, he'd beat Frankie Edgar uh, for the interim championship back at UFC 200 in June, July. Mm -hmm. Now, he has now been made the champion and the mm -hmm. UFC have said uh, so far that Conor McGregor has relinquished his, um, his featherweight title, you know, after winning two of them. Yeah. However, no word has come from Conor McGregor yet on whether that uh, is true, whether he's been stripped of it or whether he's relinquished it. Yeah. And there's been conflicting reports in the media about what has actually happened, but the UFC would be in their rights to strip Conor McGregor because he hasn't time. fought for so, for long, so long and he's held up that division for a long time, which is why they've had to create an interim championship. But now that at the moment that Jose Aldo can't even fight at the moment, he is, um, you know, he's on the sidelines for whatever reason right now and they've made another interim championship for the featherweight division. Wow. So that's... That's a big story right yeah, there for Exactly, you know, so right now in the MMA world, all the media, they're covering that and they're, they're trying to figure out what's, you know, what's been going on and what's happening. And, you know, I guess we're not going to find out until Conor McGregor makes a statement or uh, the UFC make a, another official statement about what's happened. Like, it's just all speculation. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... It's, it's entertaining and like we're saying you know um, these fights that are made um, I guess the big thing is that styles make fights as well you know when you've got a striker versus a grappler that's always like an entertaining fight to watch you know striker versus striker yet they're generally very good as well let me tell you something about uh, 
one of the Taekwondo fighters. He's called Steve um, Steve Lopez. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, the Lopez brothers are. Uh, exactly, the, the, yeah. the Lopez brothers. They're very famous. So he's a uh, three times uh, Olympic medalist. Um, I don't know how many times world champion. Right now he's like on his 39, 30 years old, so so, and he's still in the USA team. Uh, I just wow. read us. Uh, I just read that he's still going to go to the world championship in 2017. But I also heard that probably he's gonna step out of the Taekwondo world and he's gonna start moving to the UFC to the MMA. How old is so he? So he's around. He, he's gonna hit the 40s. Wow. But this guy, you're talking about, he's really good fighter. A really good fighter. Well, that's. I don't the... know how how's his other martial arts. Mm. But he's top of the game, so uh, it'll, it'll be nice if he shows up. So it would be he would be a good representative for Taekwondo, hundred yeah. percent. There's um, a a guy in the UFC right now. He's um, karate port, point scoring um, guy. He's he's called uh, Stephen Thompson. Okay. And he just fought for the title against a guy who was a, a wrestler. Like he ended up as draw actually, mm -hmm. uh, in which case the the champion um, retains the title, yeah. and. Yeah, I was actually amazed at how well he um, he did against a, a wrestler. Like he kept his distance perfectly, and the thing that he's really really good at is um, it's like a, a front kick uh, to the head. Mm -hmm. uh, he loops it around, boom, and absolutely, he's knocked out like a few guys just from that one kick, and you know rocked people at least. You know from, from that kick, it's really powerful. And I was amazed to see that from a, a point scoring guy. You know, you, you see a lot of like, you know, when the dancing around, like the in and out, you know, like trying to judge the distance, you know. Um, I've never really seen it be used as powerfully as he's used as it. He Obviously, it. his training is um, regimented and, um, how can I say, um, his game plan is directed so that he can get force and power into his kicks now that he's like in the UFC and has to really fight, you know, properly to damage. Because yeah. you know, there's a difference between Making po points, po and damage. points and damage. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the big thing about why a, a lot of uh, point scoring guys haven't in the past done well. But now that the, I don't know, I guess the, the technology, of, like the game plans or, or whatever are coming into place, people are use it, able to use it really effectively right now. And I, I think, you know, seeing Yair Rodriguez, that's what's going <coughs> to happen with Taekwondo in MMA as well. Like the, he, he really utilizes some of the... Um, spinning back hook kicks and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. Even um, uh, Anthony Pettis, he's a Taekwondo guy. He, 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 uh, there's the Showtime kick. He uh, ran on the cage and knocked out um, Henderson, or knocked him down at least. Uh, this is in the past, like a few, a few years ago now. Um, but you can see the shift right now. Is it, you know, it was starting in the grappling direction and now it's moving to the striking. You know, it's like, they're going to get to a point where everything's just so everybody's so good at everything that it's really going to be a gamble in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's going to get there. It's going to eventually get there because UFT <laughs> or MMA eventually has evolved a lot in the last ten years. So, oh yeah, it's been an evolution, incredible evolution. And it's got a long way to go as well. The rules aren't perfect, you know. The gloves aren't perfect, you know. Um, you know, eye pokes all the time, you know. Um, rules about um, putting your hand on the floor um, counting as a downed opponent because obviously there's, there's rules to be accepted as a sport in a lot of athletic commissions you can't you can't have a sport which is too dangerous I mean 
that's uh, that's questionable. That's arguable. You know, with football or or whatever. You know, American yeah. football is yeah. is brutal. But you know, there's obviously has to be rules in, put in place so that it's it's legal. You know, and that was one of the big things with um, New York for a long time. It only just got legalized in New York, and the Conor McGregor card that just was that um, that was the first card that they put in New York. Yeah, right. and um, yeah, as a result. I think basically in, in the in the future, you know, the the striking really has to to match up with the rule sets as well. Yeah. You know. So that, that's that's where we are on that sort of thing anyway. But back to Taekwondo, Stephen Li- Stephen Lopez. You know, I know that he's um, he's part of some brothers, right? Yeah. Is, um, actually, uh, it's Gene. He's one of the coaches of the. He's his coach. Gene, his older brother, is his coach. Then you have Mark Lopez and Diana Lopez. And okay. Steve Lopez. Yeah. So they're actually, they're Diana, Mark, uh, Steve. They're three athletes. And, and Gene, he's uh, the coach. Yeah. So they're four. So they're four. They used to have a school in Houston, Texas, because they're from Houston. And um, I think they just transferred to somebody else. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's really hard, uh, and I'm pretty sure more for them because I mean they're just high level. I mean they're representing the United States all over the world, all over the world. So I'm pretty sure it's really hard to uh, uh, be in your academy and be traveling. I mean constant traveling to Europe, South America, uh, North America, all the Yeah, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, I mean Asia, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, to the tournaments, uh, so it's it's really really hard to to stay with your academy and all that. But I mean, I'm, I'm I just number one, I love them that they're from Texas. We yeah. have them right here close, and whenever they do seminars, we try to go to them so we can learn uh, all from. I mean, they share their experiences. Yeah, well, that that's the thing. I mean, when I used to train in uh, the UK, and I, I know that. You have different organizations, you know, and then people go around. They do they do seminars and stuff like that. Um, you know, have you heard of Sarah Stevenson? Mm. She was um, great British team. Like she won gold at oh, most, okay. most of the events that she mm-hmm. she went to and stuff like that. I don't know if she won gold at the Olympics. I'm not sure, but um, she used to back when I used to train. Like mm-hmm. she actually you know came around and did seminars and stuff yeah, like that that's how so it is. And, and with the rule changing and all that uh me as a coach i mean you have to stay on top for the rules and, and all the strategies to to win and i mean you take your students so they can take their seminaries and i go and i also learn so i can apply it with all the other students that they didn't go right with yeah. the beginners and all that stuff so um uh, you always need to stay on top of, of all the seminars so you can stay on top of all that so um, you can be always on the top first places and try to go to those big tournaments because yeah, yeah. if you don't then you stay behind you stay behind you always yeah. need to stay on top of, of all that yeah 100 percent. you know and that's the main problem that a lot of coaches have is they staying on top of things like that as well you know yeah, they need to I mean, be the get, forefront you, you became you get in your comfortable place oh. you just teach what you know and that's it i go to local tournaments and that's it yeah but if you really want to go over that i mean it's 
And you know what? The part of martial arts is that most of the coaches or masters, they do it because they love the art. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I travel and, and I mean, I go to Vegas and I'm going to take two students. Mm. Believe me, I'm, they're going to pay me something, but I'm not going to pay. No, I'm gonna, I have to stay the whole week over there. Mm. Pay my certifications, pay the hotel, pay the, the, the airplane. So, I mean, we do it because we love it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And with the evolution as well of, of each individual martial art, and like it, it evolves, you know, like it's pushed by people, you know, like yourself that, that do love it as well, you know, that's, exactly. uh, and I think that's, you know, one of the main reasons people get into martial arts is to evolve, evolve them, you know, to learn everything that they can and then innovate, you know, because that's the a big thing and that's why the rules do change is, is purely for innovation. Like within jiu-jitsu, there's a new move every week that someone's like, oh, there's an easier way to do this or there's an easy way to do that. I know it's different because it's grappling and you're, you're, you're trying to look at body mechanics in a different way. Yeah. Whereas in Taekwondo, like, you do have some of that, you know, but ma mainly it's, it's the strikes and, you know, and you're looking you know, at and strategies with, and more. Yes, though. and strategies. And you know what? Kicks, like weird kicks will come out just to get the points. Because right now with the electronic headgear, you just need to touch it. Touch a headgear and that's three points. Sometimes you clinch, you're right there, and I mean, girls with the flexibility will kick behind and, do the, <laughs> and kick you in the helmet right. or through the back. And I mean, those kicks, they're, they're, they're not, they don't have a name or anything, but I mean, you know that it's innovation, uh, hey, you know. Hey, it's a way to hit your head and <laughs> and, and make points. Yeah. Or even though when the electronic chest gear came out, um, you have a sensor right here on the bottom of your foot. Mm -hmm. So you clinch and they even call it like the, the monkey kick because you just go like that so you can kick here. <laughs> just like the, the, the bottom part of your yeah. foot, hit it on the stomach yeah. and boom, yeah. that's a point right there. That's so, insane. There are tricks that athletes will do just to get the points and win, right? Yeah. And um, but that's what the uh, the electronic guys, uh, the Edo guys, uh, the KPMP guys are working. So those kicks don't hit or don't yeah. work. Only legit yeah. strong kicks, right? Yeah. With a certain amount of power. Exactly. You know. So it, it's to do with strategy as well. But you've got to your strategy has to align with sportsmanship at some like the right level as well you know because you know if people i know it's not cheating uh, and you know those <laughs> the monkey kick well, it's crazy but you know it's not it is taekwondo i guess now but like it's it just seems like really <laughs> well, exactly and well back then you didn't have electronic chest guard so i mean you wouldn't do that no I mean, of course wife I mean. but now it's you need to find the ways to you need to find that loop to get there I mean, that's what athletes try to do, right? You, you, they'll yeah. do anything to, to win. Exactly, and it's having that mindset as well. That's something I wanted to ask you. Like, how do you instill the, the winning mindset in, in the, the kids? Is you it something know. they have, or do you, do you teach it? Do you well, think you can I mean, teach it? I'm sorry? Well, yes, I, I do teach it. Mm -hmm. I always talk to them, but I also uh, bring a psychologist from San Antonio. He's a sports psychologist. He actually just came last Friday. Um, and he talks to all my students. And it, it, it helps them not only 
in Taekwondo or in sports, but in life. Mm. I mean, it helps them to be to be concentrate to try to avoid the the nervousness when they're gonna fight somebody on a tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a you have a seven year old fighting uh, in a big dome with five hundred people around screaming. So I mean that's gonna hit their their head. Nervous, I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna be really nervous. So you have to prepare them. I talk to them a lot, but I do bring uh, uh, somebody that is an expert in that, in psychology, mm. makes uh, That's... different stuff with them and talks and has different, I mean, he, he talks in different groups with depending on their age, their kids or youth or adults. Yeah, right? um, that makes sense. That's actually really good thing to do. Like, I've never experienced that, and I, I honestly, when I competed before, I wish I had. I get really nervous as soon as I step on the mats for whatever, like you, know, you get the, the sweaty part. I mean, I know most people probably do, yeah. but like the first time it happened to me, I was never really prepared for it. Well, it's because back then, I, it's all, even with me, mm. I didn't have that. But like, like we were talking before, every martial art, every sport evolves. So yeah. now, in my case, I have, a, I have the psychologist talks to the kids and believe me it works magics with them it works magics yeah oh my god they come out and they're like yes i want to be the world champion and <laughs> i'm the best one but it helps them i mean that that's really good and i also have a neutrologist because for the kids that they are going to prepare for nationals and stuff like that mm -hmm. they have Nutritionist, that's the word. I was going to say, a neutrologist? No, no, nutritionist. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm ESL, English as a second language. <laughs> so, um, so uh, nutritionist, yes. So I have this lady, she comes, gives them their special meal diets that they need to follow, and they, they're, every month they're constantly weighing themselves, make sure that they hit their, their weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, for we have a big tournament, right? Uh -huh. And we didn't use, we didn't have that back no. then. You didn't have that. No, I mean it was like okay, not at all. Just, yeah, don't eat bread <laughs> and don't eat soda. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you weigh? Oh, do some sit-ups. <laughs> exactly. Go run, and and I mean that was it. But believe me, I'm not the only one with those big competitions. And I'm just an academy. I'm pretty. I'm a hundred percent sure that. Uh, on the USA team, the Mexico team, the Korea team, each athlete has their psychologist, has their oh, nutritionist, yeah. have all that stuff. But when you pass that to the little kids that they're barely starting up, imagine those kids that they already have all that and that they're six, seven years old. Imagine when they're 17 or when they're 23, 25 years old. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're one step ahead all yeah. Those guys yeah, mentally. Yeah, yeah, mentally, exactly. You know, that's great. You know, and I, I'm glad that you do that as well because I think that's that's going to separate your for you, like for your school. Like it's going to separate you. I mean, I'm sure other schools maybe do that. I don't know. I haven't experienced it, like I said. But mm -hmm. I think for you, like if they don't do that, then you're a step in the head anyway. Exactly. You know, and that's why I guess you know you've got you know 20 people competing in the nationals. the nationals, you know, and that's a really good achievement, you know, so congrats there anyway. No, thank you, you know. appreciate it. It's hard to work on that, but, uh, but yeah, that's, you have to have a program. You have to have a program. If you yeah. really want to go 
uh, I mean, if you want to head for the moon, you have to have a way to get there. Yeah, it's oh. not just like that. Hundred percent, man. You know, so um, yeah, that's great. Um, thanks, man, for like doing the interview. I really appreciate your time today, and um, all the best with the school in the future. All the I best to the kids it. competing. And yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Um, do you have like a Twitter or like a um, Well, Facebook? we don't have a Twitter account. We just have a Facebook account. It's just Top Notch Space TKD. That's Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. Top Notch Space TKD. Uh, that's the that's a Facebook account. You can add us right there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and a website? And a, and, no. and a website. Right now, we're working on the website. Uh-huh. Um, because we're trying to do one website for both academies, one in Mexico and one in the United States, so we're working on that. But right now they can reach us on the Facebook page, and um, right there we upload all the pictures from the United States tournaments and the Mexico tournaments in both academies and oh, all that stuff. So, perfect. So we can stay in touch right there. A nice one. So that's um, top notch space TKD exactly. on Facebook alright and obviously you can follow the MMA download on Twitter at MMA underscore download uh, we're on Instagram as well at, at MMA download we're on Facebook at MMA download Perfect. and you can go to uh, MMA download.com we've got a blog uh, as well which we keep up to date with the news and obviously uh, you can find all the other episodes of the podcast so uh, until the next time thanks guys and uh, thank you Sergio Thank you, guys.